morning, and I was surprised again. I had thought that the travelling the Magus had mentioned would take some time to plan for. He had clearly gotten the king's approval for the plan only the previous night. My hopes, which had been falling and rising, sank again, as I realised that the Magus hadn't mentioned how far we would travel. It might be no more than a few miles. But I cheered up once I was free of my chains. The guards removed the manacles this time, as well as the waist and ankle cuffs. There were no clanking noises to accompany us as we walked down the gallery, past the row of cell doors to the guardroom. The only sound was the tramp of feet, the guards, not mine, and the creaking of the leather jackets that they wore under their steel breastplates. We crossed through the guardroom to the door to the courtyard between the prison and the Megaron. When the door opened, I learned in an instant that the light of the lamps the night before had been nothing to compare with the sun itself. It was nearly noon, and the sunlight dropped directly into the courtyard. The pale yellow of the stones in the walls reflected it from all sides. I howled and swore as I covered my head with my arms and hunched over in pain. Burning at the stake couldn't have been worse. It's a funny thing that the new gods have been worshipped in Sunus since the invaders came, but when people need a truly satisfying curse, they call on the old gods. I called on all of them, one right after another, and used every curse I'd overheard in the lower city. God's damn! God's damn! I was howling as the guards led me, completely blind, down the stairs. I still had my hands over my eyes, and they held me firmly by the elbows. My feet hardly touched the stone steps. At the bottom, the Magus was waiting. He told me to pull myself together. God damn you, too! I said through my hands. One of the guards gave me a brisk shake, and I almost cursed him as well, but decided to concentrate on the pain in my eyes. It didn't fade much, but after a few minutes... When I tilted my hands a little away from my face and looked down, I could make out the flagstones through my tears. I sniffed a little and wiped the tears away. As soon as I could manage, I pulled my hands farther from my face and tried to see what was happening around me in the courtyard. I had plenty of time. There was an incredible amount of noise as horses crashed back and forth across the flagstones and the magus shouted at people. Not far away, someone was unpacking a brace of saddlebags and scattering the contents under the feet of a nervous horse. The horse kept sidling away from the mess and was dragged back by the groom holding its head. Evidently, something was missing from the saddlebags. With more swearing, the Magus sent the unpacker back into the castle to fetch whatever it was. Look for it on the bench next to the retort! shouted the Magus at the disappearing figure. That's where it was when I told you to pack it the first time. Idiot, he muttered under his breath. By the time the idiot returned, I could see he was carrying a small square leather case, which he dropped into the saddlebag. He then shoveled the waiting piles back in on top of it. The noise in the courtyard diminished, as the Magus stopped shouting and the horses calmed down. I was still looking at the world through tears and the narrowest of slits between my eyelids. 
I counted the hazy shapes in front of me. It didn't seem like a large party, only five horses, but all of them had humped baggage behind their saddles. It was going to be a long trip. I grinned with satisfaction. Beside me, the Magus looked up at the sky and said to no one in particular, I had planned to leave at daybreak. Paul, he shouted, get the boys mounted. I'll load the thief. I didn't appreciate the way he spoke of me as another parcel to be dumped into a saddlebag, or, in my case, a saddle. He walked over to a horse, and I could see that he gestured to me to join him. But I didn't move. I hate horses. I know people who think that they are noble, graceful animals. But regardless of what a horse looks like from a distance, never forget that it is as likely to step on your foot.